Yo. What up? What up? What up, though? Told shit, man. Oh man, fix that. Fix them headphones. Yeah, I got it. I got it going. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> oh, my headphones wilding out for a minute. Y'all can't hear that, but it it, it was sounding crazy on our side. Oh yo, man, yo. Week, week forty nine, bro, or episode forty nine? Is Let's it really? Go, Are you yeah, sure? man, yeah. Dude. I mean, that's what the papers say, but <laughs> I wrote this paper. So, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the Carbon Footprint. He is Juan, and I'm Sean. And every week we get together to talk about things that are going on in the world while having a drink. Try to focus on things that are making a difference or making an impact in the world, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. So with that, what is on the menu for today, sir? We got we got a little extra fancy today, man. Uh, uh, so I, ha- I had this drink at a local establishment here. It's uh, a little bougie. So I wanted to try to recreate it. It took a little <laughs> bit, right? Um, so it's called an old old Cubano. Uh, it's a it's like a take on a on a mojito, but uh, so there's lime in it. There's the mint in it, but unlike the mojito there's uh there's like bitters which you would put in like an old-fashioned yep. so there's bitters in there um there there's pure cane sugar which is in a mojito too um so i think really the only difference is the bitters man i'm trying to think of what else give them the recipe man. club soda give, give them right, the recipe because the shit is good it's it's fire it's amazing so i had it and it's good we're like all right we got to recreate this for the podcast if you guys follow us on ig you should follow us on ig we'd be super offended if you listen to this and don't follow on ig at the carbon footprint podcast on there um but we'll, we'll put up a pic of it but it's um so we're we're using uh today we're using rum from the motherland so we use a bacardi eight year uh bacardi reserve so it's a, a aged for eight years we did some uh, lime juice so we just chopped up some limes and mint and muddled it uh put some pure cane sugar so i couldn't find the sticks so i just got a bag of the actual pure cane sugar um and then just muddled that in there poured poured the uh the rum in so let me see we muddled the limes we muddled the mint with the sugar Pour the rum in, two dashes of bitters, and then uh, fill it up with crushed ice, and then top it off with club soda. There you go. And then stir, stir it up. Stir it up, and it's delicious, man. Yeah, and it's, just, it's you, just good. You cannot have enough mint and lime. I mean, drench it in, lint, in mint and lime, and then just muddle up. This shit is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. So what, what's it called? They call it, at, at it's a local cigar bar here. They call it an old Cubanito. I'm not, I'm not giving them the name until they pay us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called an old cubanito um so yeah it's basically there it's like a like a they call it the cousin to the mojito so yeah. it's basically a mojito with bitter so it's like a mojito slash old-fashioned type thing and, and like you said man we use the the what, what is it like the eight year uh bacardi yeah we use the fancy bacardi yeah, man. yeah so it's not the 15 dollar bottle it's like yeah. 30 dollar bottle it's like a 30 dollar bottle but then it's also not like a gallon like you could get a gallon of bacardi for 15, for 15 bucks, bucks. <laughs> So we use the rum from the motherland. You know, uh, the the way they do it there, they use rum called uh, Don Zapaca, but the 23-year one, which is uh, it's a phenomenal rum. Um, usually not huge on rum unless you're doing like mojitos or like, um, you know, like the summery drinks. Yep. But lately I've been trying to trying to try all the different rums that aren't like the mainstream one just to see the difference. And um, honestly, this one's pretty good. It's better, definitely mixed. It's not a sipping rum for sure. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try it straight. So mm-hmm. we got to. I didn't even offer it to you because I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good in this. It's fantastic in this. So awesome. That's good, good man. All right, man. Yo, I got my common footprint of the week. Goes out to Mr. Earl Simmons, <laughs> aka DMX. <laughs> <laughs> yo, DMX. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he uh, DMX died uh, this week at the age of 50 um, from complications from a heart attack. 
Okay. Um, and I, I believe the, I think speculation is that, you know, he, he has struggled with drugs his entire life. Yeah. And oh, from a very young age, I should say. And so it, the speculation is that he's had sort of almost a relapse. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but he had a heart attack, uh, went to the hospital and, uh, and, didn't, and didn't make it. But, you know, DMX is one of those guys, man, that's like almost like like one of the main rappers of at least of my generation. Yeah, of your mine well. most definitely, yeah. Um, this dude debuted his album in 1998, uh, which was, it was uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Yeah. Um, he's actually the first artist to debut an album at number one five times in a row yeah dude it's fucking that's bonkers. fucking dude, crazy and he did uh it's dark and hell is hot yeah. and and then and then the second one flesh of my flesh blood of my blood that was fucking less than sick. a year apart and they were and they were bangers yeah banger yeah and if you go like, you can go on anything like uh like a uh, spotify youtube you know what have you just type in like dmx and then let it let it play like a mix <sighs> he has so many tracks that are like not only of his own but the ones that he was put on with oh, other people, God. they're all bangers, groups, bro. man. He, and you forget, someone this week legitimately told me, who's that? And I was like, yeah, in the fuck? And I started playing tracks. And they were like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. And I played another one. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I'm like, you know, play another one. Yeah. And I'm like, and then even I forgot, dude, this guy had so many just it's like so many. club, just party yep. bangers. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Dude, um, he was in 19 films. Not all of them were major films. Yeah, but, um, but still, nineteen hey, films, nineteen more than we've done. Absolutely, <laughs> um, sold over seventy-four million records wow. worldwide. Um, wow, as I stated earlier, you know, you struggled with with drug abuse from an early age. DMX was, you know, a, a guy that had success, obviously, in the music industry, but also struggled with some things personally. Yeah. Like I said, with that struggle with drug addiction, um, the guy went to jail 30 times. Yeah, but X was on it, bro. X had fun. (laughs) (laughs) He went to jail a lot, bro. Bro, he went to jail for things like robbery, (laughs) assault, (laughs) carjacking. All the shit he rapped about. (laughs) Yep. It was real. Drug possession. um, Pretending to be a federal agent. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, he he did a tax evasion one recently, right? Like a year for tax. Oh, I don't know. Is that right? I, didn't I see think that so, man. He just got Probably out for right. doing a year, but I, I want to say it had something to do with the gov, like like taxes. Bro, I could be wrong, man. So he was a he's a father. Or he was a father to uh, fifteen children. <laughs> it was a lot of them bro. from nine women. It's a lot of them, bro. dude. And I'm just like, Oof. wow, man. Like this dude again, and and I think that for entertainers. You know, we look at these guys and, and girls and we go, oh, they got the life. And, and and we never realize that these folks have the same, if not worse, you know, issues than we experience on a day-to-day basis. And this guy is a, is a, is a prime example. So what makes them great. Yeah, I guess the, so. The flaws are what makes you great, right? Like you've never seen a phenomenal artist in anything, whether it's movies or music. But some of these guys are sort of clean cut. Like when, like when, like when um, Bozeman, uh, Chadwick Bozeman died. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you go like, oh my gosh, like this guy had like, you know, an amazing career, and he was kind of clean cut, 
right and and there wasn't a lot of things that came out about him about you know with with regards to uh things sort of negative about him yeah no not a negative but i I would say like either there's and i don't know everything about chadwick boseman um specifically and and in my mind he might be like one of the exceptions to the rule but i feel like all the weirdo ones always have something wrong with them And, and by that i mean not necessarily crimes but you know maybe you grew up in poverty maybe you are on the spectrum somehow maybe you are like there's something i think artistically that that those people have that's just different right and so x i think clearly had something the things that made him great i think ultimately were the things that made him like that were his downfall and i think you see that with with you know every great artist I mean, like the amy winehouses to the kirk cobain right. so like there's just something that makes them amazing that also leads to, to their downfall yeah. and and i don't think you can have one without the other and i'll tell you what man like rap is like poetry absolutely and 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 i mean it's not i mean obviously it's not it's not every everyone's uh genre of choice but these guys are really poets and and they're not looked upon as poets because of where they came from and what they speak about or what they rap about um but this dude man i think he had such an impact on a lot of people oh yeah did you see the so he went to the white plains uh hospital yeah and then did you see once he passed and they were taking away his body? Did you see the video no, on that? No, I didn't see that, actually. So there, so that. there was a video on it where I don't know how many people, because the video didn't really show many people, but it was like the streets in front of the hospital were flooded. They were playing his music. That's so dope. While it took him away. A very, very sort of uh, Biggie-esque, you know, farewell. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. When, like, when, like when Biggie died. How in Brooklyn they like oh, the they people just came out off in Brooklyn with that man. Yeah, yeah and, and and he was, I believe he was from was he from White Plains or Yonkers yeah, or something yeah, Yonkers, like that. He's yeah, definitely yeah. like upstate. Yeah, upstate. Um, but the like I said, the impact on 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 music, the impact on the culture um, was just impeccable. It, dude, impeccable, and it, it was you know like in some ways you hate seeing this and you and you like it it's the I, you know when we give someone their flowers when they're gone because you like his streams were up almost a thousand percent of course over 900 and i'm guilty of that i started playing x like this week in a car i was just like okay um and you just forget like even when i have conversations about my top five like say favorite rappers of all time you almost leave x out yep. and then i'm going through it and i'm going i don't know why Right. Like X was so, and then I think back to my childhood, dude. So X came out. So that, that when I dropped that album dropped in 1998, I was in like seventh grade. Okay. I want to say end of sixth, seventh grade. It, growing up in New Jersey, man. Uh, so Jay Z, Hard Knock Two was was the banger at the moment. Biggie had just passed, which was like our like God, right? It, it, it was it was Biggie, and then Jay kind of took that mantle. And then obviously we we were Tupac fans, but with the whole East Coast West Coast beef going on, right? We're kids from Jersey, right? So we're we're gonna rep uh, 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 the East Coast, right? So we were we were rocking with Biggie, and it was like a low there, and then it was like Jay came in and Hard Knock Life came on, and it was so relatable, and we were just like, oh my God, this is so dope! Like everybody was playing it, right? And I'm talking 13 year old me is just like infatuated with it, and then X drops, man. With, with the Rough Riders anthem. And it was something about his cadence and the way he just said things. Like, the only thing I can compare it to, man, is like, like I, I was thinking about like Papa Roach, 
where X was like the rocker almost for us, where you went, yo, this guy is is like yelling. He's angry. Right. But he's talking about real shit. Right. He's full of angst. Right. Full, and as like, as like a 13-year-old kid growing up there, right? Like middle school is an awkward age. And you're just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, yeah, this is somebody who like gets me. Like, this is somebody who like, like I feel like this, but I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to put it out there. And X was just so good at just like the pain that he that he put out like on the mic you just felt it man yeah, like, like even when it was a banger you're like but he was if you listen to the words it was it was it was it was anger it was angst it was like it was depression it was like all this stuff and you're just like wow man like he and it was crazy because so he came out with that then he came out with flesh in my flesh and you're like you know less than a year you got back-to-back bangers and you know artists never drop two good albums you're if you're an amazing artist you get two out of you. usually your first one's good because it's the one that takes your life to write and after that normally people fall off but like you said he had five in a row that debuted in number one and honestly three of those those first three in a row um dude his third album had classics what's my name i cannot listen to the song what's my name without wanting to run through a fucking wall bro (laughs) it's like and i dare you go put on what's my name by dmx insane it makes you want to run through a wall bro i'm just like he was, and and it just sucks. One of my it's one of my favorites from him. Oh my god, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good, man! It's so good. And like I, like I was thinking about it the whole week, just going, man. And I remember having friends who were like obsessed, who had posters, and who had, you know, like they, they had chains, you know, with the Rough Riders yeah. thing, and they were just so. And, and like again, he was just such a. Dude, he there was something he wasn't blingy. Also, was the thing I think like at all, at all. Like he he, you never saw X with like a, a showing up in a Bentley and thing. Like he was just so like to a fault himself. Right. And I think we related to that so much. Where this guy's like, I'm riding motorcycles and four wheelers, and I'm fucking around, and I got dogs, and I'm and like, it's, it's just like, oh fuck, I can relate to that. I grew up in places like that. Dude, can- by the way, I think one of the things he got arrested for was uh, animal cruelty. Of course he did. <laughs> Dude, his dogs on the movie sets used to bite people so they'd stop going to get him in his trailer because his dogs would bite people who walked into the trailer to go get him. It's like, how can you? And then and then on the flip side of that same thing, I heard a story this week from Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Uh, D. Wade's wife and, yeah. and the, the actress from Bad Boys. She was saying that she did uh, Cradle to the Grave with him and that she would go to the trailer because she was like a dog person. She's like, yo, they wouldn't bite me. And I would just go and whatever. And then she goes like, yo, he would be like, yo, you got to come in here. I'm watching Golden Girls. This shit's lit. And like, you're right. Like, it's hilarious. And he would, and she goes like, yo, for hours we would watch Golden Girls and he would be dying. And he would be like, look at this. This bitch is funny. And he would just go off like, and it's just like, he was so authentically him. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, and I think I, I think back on it now, and it's so funny because I almost neglected it for the last few years. But when he passed, I just started thinking about like, wow, man, he was such a big part of that awkward middle school phase um, that I'm like, I can't, I can't even fathom why he kind of just fell off, right? Like we just stopped, like fucking with him. Like he's on my like my gym playlist, and other than that, we just stopped right. messing around. And it's just like, and then your gym playlist is all from like late 90s early 2000s absolutely these kids these days they make they make shit makes me want to (laughs) like kill yourself make me want to kill myself man (laughs) but yo man and and not to get too far off i I didn't know if you were going to make another point with him there but like one of the things that you always hear with people is like man i wish i would have talked to somebody or i wish we could have helped him i wish we could x was so public about his struggles and and as a man right you don't see that often as a man from the hood which x was he was so uh uh, uh, transparent with he was abused growing up 
He had a drug problem, right? He struggled with depression. He wanted to kill himself. He like he had all these suicidal ideations. Like it, it just he, he was always talking about it, always. And and I don't want to say that like no one stepped in, right? But it's just like it just it just got me thinking of like the someone in that position who's so outwardly transparent about what he's feeling and what made him so great was not capable of getting the help, I guess, quote unquote. Needed. And maybe that's the wrong way to put it because it was like, maybe, maybe the help was there, but it just didn't matter right. because he was so tormented. Like, if that makes sense, I don't even no, know. No, it does make sense, man, because people, you know, when, when you have an addiction, that shit takes over. Yeah. And, and, and I know that folks that have an addiction and they get, and they get clean and, and you hope that they stay off of stuff. The reality of it is, is that it's very easy for those folks to fall back in. Absolutely. It's a and lifetime. So, and so if if he was clean for a period of time, which I don't know that he was or he wasn't, yeah. but if he was and then he went back to it for whatever reason, absolutely, you could have get a heart attack from that. Yeah, for sure. And then at 50, right, you can't do, you know, I don't know. I, again, it would be speculation, but you can't do hard drugs at 50, right? Uh, I, would, I, mean, I would think not. I wouldn't right? try it. And I'm so happy, man, he got to do the I, – I don't watch the Versus stuff a lot. I watched the clips, but I never actually watched like the streamings of the versus battles. Didn't he challenge Jay Z? Yeah, but he got like he did Snoop. Him and Snoop did a versus, oh, and okay. I w- and it was so cool because you see the clips, you can see people kind of like, oh, Damn, I saw man, that. because it was because they were like, oh, that was dope. Like afterwards, afterwards, right? yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was, yeah. and and I was glad to kind of see him get his um get get his flowers at that point. This was like last summer, and people mm-hmm. were kind of like, "Damn, man, I forgot how dope X was." Because you again, you just forget, and when he's doing the verses, it's like hit hit on hit, right? So Snoop would drop a hit, and then X would drop a hit, and then you almost forgot, like, holy shit, X had some bangers like just yeah you go x could take hours playing through his greatest hits and you'd go damn that shit was like 37 songs in a row of like amazing (laughs) stuff and even his prayers man as a non-religious person his prayers would give me goosebumps really because they were so like authentic man like i don't he didn't he try to be like a preacher he did i think he did Did a christian rap album man i'm almost i don't don't quote me i want to man i I should probably look that up but i want to say that he and he was very religious obviously i you know what man and and that's good also it's like do you he doesn't follow the stereotypical right uh uh i guess um characteristics of a quote-unquote christian but he was clearly uh very serious about his beliefs right and so yeah like how do you judge someone like that like how do you like like you know like i've saw some people going like well we knew where this was going kind of thing and then other people you know like with the hey listen only god can judge him and you know like I, i'm not religious so i don't know where that whole thing goes but i felt like he was a person that i could look at and go okay i understand the spirituality there like i i i get it and it, he didn't do it to like almost as a show like you could tell there was literally something spiritual for him and maybe it was because of the 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 demons right and maybe it was the only option for him that kept him kind of sane from right. from the flip side of that but uh yeah man like he was just such a uh, a unique tormented character man like i thought Dude, you know one thing that i think about him is like he was a little guy Right, mm-hmm. like as far as like height, right? Like, I, I don't know, I don't know what his specs are, right? So, but, <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't like seven foot tall. But the guy, when when he rapped, it was like he was eight foot tall. Oh like he God. was just like he just brought this energy, and 
this aggression. Yeah, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah. Just like, just like you just thought that this dude was like the baddest, the baddest guy in the over. planet. He took over. Yeah, like, yeah, like, dude. like his presence was just like you said. He presence, was just oh my Absolutely. god, dude. Even like the song we talked about before, "What's My Name." Like the first like verses of that song, it's like. Um, I be the best. You see the rest. They looking like they need her, but the way he yells it, you're just like, like yeah, ah, like you just want, ah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh my god, man! Like, uh, and I hate so much because I'm guilty of this that it that it took this for me to like revisit that point in my life and listen to the music and just go and even listen. And, and you know, everybody wants to be like, I'm a true fan, so they start playing like the non kind of commercial joints, right? Or they're telling you like yeah. they're fans of that. I'm like, listen, those were cool, and but I. You know, it took me back. Like I started playing through albums, and I'm just and I'm listening to the lyrics, and I'm going like, this dude's crying for help on everything, and then and then he's and then he has these like party songs that you're just like, how could you go from that to like praying to God and going like, yo, this is all fucked up, but I don't blame you, you know? And then he's just like going. Then he goes off and, and does this like angsty shit, and then he's back to making like a party anthem, and you're just like, yo, this is the same guy, and he's going through this roller coaster of emotions. And I think the reason like it registered with me is because like I always look at middle school as those awkward years as yeah. a kid because you don't know like you're too young to be a quote unquote teenager, right? You're too old to get treated like an actual kid. You're going through puberty, so your body's in this weird phase, and you're like you you know the hormones and also like. It's to me, it's the most awkward phase of your life is middle school, right? Like I have my daughter who's getting there now, yeah. and, and and I try to tell her all the time, like, hey, listen, this is this is gonna be so weird, and it's gonna be like, it's gonna feel so hopeless, and you're gonna feel so lost, like, and, and I think maybe some of that is because that's how I felt, and I, it's almost like you're not a person. It's like this is your transition from a kid to a person. And so you're in that middle ground in between that's kind of like, eh, you're just there. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think he was so, like, such a big part of that that I it just immediately takes me to that point in my life. And I'm just like, oh, my God, man. Like, I, it's just so yeah. sad that it took that. I, I was like a young, I was a young adult during that time. Those were like my gym tracks. Yeah. Okay. Like, going to the gym. Getting hype. Put on, yeah. Like, like cause this dude, like, again, it's, he's, he's eight foot tall, 300 pounds, and will beat up anybody yeah or at you know least I mean? try like, he didn't give a fuck right. yeah yeah he's that you know what and it's funny the the dogs that he liked were were pit bulls, pit bulls right yeah. and 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 he was he was the pit bull of rap yeah dude like the yeah dude so like i whenever there's certain music that like so obviously i moved to florida so i came to the south and i remember moving here and there were certain artists that were really big and people were like yeah these are bangers that i had never heard of before yeah. or even seen a music video and it was like like Prime example, Nelly. When the year I moved here, Nelly was like the shit. I had never heard a single Nelly song until I moved here. Really? Never. And then I remember the Sean Paul I was, song. I was already like, here, so I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you knew that. So And then I remember like Sean Paul got popping for the Give Me the Light thing that became really big. And I'm like, I was listening to that shit like a year ago. and Because, you know, we had like this mixtape culture and all that up north, like in the northeast. Um, and so like, I always wondered, like, was X as meaningful and as big there as he was uh, here? I guess, or anywhere else as he was in, in that tri-state area in, in New York, New Jersey, because to us, it was like, yo, this is a guy from across the bay, like doing this. And, and he's not, he's not flashy. He's not, you know, like, you know, again, I think that's a, a, a lot of Jay's, um, like the, 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 the attractiveness to, to Jay-Z was like, he was, he was almost the opposite of X. He was so calm and so smooth and so like, uh, measured in, in his raps, but also was so relatable in, in what he was going through. The other part, man, that, that I always think about with both of them is that they didn't pop off till they were older. 
Like X's X's if you think oh, about what X, X was late twenties and so was Jay when their first album came out, like mid to late twenties. Like they're not eighteen. They had right. lived they had lived some life. And I wonder if because it took them that long and so they had lived a little and they had matured. And so the art just reflected that growth, man. Like, I, you know, because you get guys who pop off at 18 and, you know, it's bangers, but they're it's kids. not meaningful yeah, bangers, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't, you haven't lived, right? You you don't know shit. Which, but which, which, by the way, like there's, there's value in, in seeing what young folks are going through at whatever point. Uh, whatever point in their life Absolutely. that they that they're in, right? So if you're if you're 18, if you're 15, if you're uh, one one of my one of my sons is 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 big into like hip hop and 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 he writes and the things that he writes he he wrote like he wrote two songs in the last like yo the first one's a banger I heard the, the, the banger <laughs> tell it's a banger tell <laughs> but it's he, but, he, but he, he wrote he wrote a second one and, got new- and yeah and and I was like and 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 when I when I read the lyrics I was like man. You know, like there's definitely value, and he's 14. So, like, there's definitely value in what you're going through at a 14 year old kid living in this area and in this home and with this, you know, with two parents in the house. And, you yeah. know, what, yep. what, what normal folks will go like, ah, you didn't go through anything. But it's just like everybody goes through their shit, and there's value in, in all of it. It's why Drake is so big. Yeah. If you think about Drake, like, Drake wasn't a drug dealer, right? He's not growing up in the hood. He's not. Like there was a, uh, a a relatability to Drake to the average suburban kid that you just went, oh, fuck, I've been broken up with before. Yeah. Oh, I've I've had these feelings about a girl before or, or like, you know, and, and he was young. And so you went, oh, I know what it feels like to be a 20 year old, like going through that. And then the maturity, I think, as Drake, because this is a, and again, man, and I use Jay as a reference so much. Obviously, I, Jay is to me greatest of all time. But. I think one of the things about Jay is that you see the maturity and the music changes with that. And it's, and it's reflective of where he's at. Like, Jay doesn't try to keep up with the times. It's almost like you just have to keep up with Jay. Like, Jay, you know, Jay now is rapping about art pieces, you know, that obviously I can't relate to. But I can relate to the family dynamic of what he's talking about. I can relate to to, to wanting to leave a legacy or something for his children. And, that, and, that's, and he uses these, these art references and all that to talk about that. Whereas maybe there's a point in time where I can relate to, like, younger Jay. And he's matured over time, and the music reflects that. And I think these, these are these guys that have this longevity that you just go, they, they, you feel what they're going through at that time in their music, yeah. and you don't always get that. Like I think Drake, man, I, and, and Drake doesn't get enough credit. I feel like because maybe there's enough of the old heads around who just think Drake is soft. But I'm like, I, I think when Drake's all said and done, you're gonna have to put him in the top three, like greatest rappers of all time. I don't know that. I, I think if you're gonna mix in like commercial success with bars and obviously i know he's gonna have the stigma of the of, of you the sing. whole he he didn't write well the singing and then also you don't write your own raps right because writers. he got the ghostwriter thing but I, I just don't know that you could have the career that drake's had and you just don't go like who else could you compare him to you said it, x I almost forgot they had five in a row five in a row i don't think anyone's done that in any genre i don't know if it's been done since but Definitely, he was the first. That's some Beatles shit. Yeah, like five in a row. Like it's just, it's, it's insane, man. X is just. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yo, so rest in peace, uh, DMX, um, Earl Simmons. Definitely, you know, definitely left his carbon footprint um, with with the culture, with the hip hop culture, um, and with anyone who, just anyone who who listens to music and 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 enjoys good music. Um, that dude definitely touched a lot of people. Um, had his demons, but don't we all?
Yeah, man. And uh, uh, before we get off of X-Men, the whole week, all I could think about, you know, speaking of authenticity, was like the Cat Williams bit. Where he goes Which like, one? Where he goes, X is the same dude everywhere you take him. He goes, I go to a restaurant, this motherfucker goes, hey, yo, bitch, let me get a glass of water. It's the greatest shit, man. It's so funny. Because he did talk. You see him on interviews and they'll ask him questions and he's like, well, what is that? And you're just like, X is so fucking unapologetically him, man. Awesome, man. Uh, hey, bitch. Yeah. Uh, hey, yo, bitch. <laughs> let me get a glass of water. It's like, so good, man. Uh, fuck, man. X, listen, if, I don't know what the afterlife is, bro, but fuck, man. I hope you're... Uh, Whatever you believe in, man, I hope you get that and more, dude. Fucking hell, man. Absolutely, man. Listen, if you shout are, out if, X. If 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 you're somewhere where we're all gonna end up being, go ahead and start making them tracks. So yep. when we get there, we can hear them shit. Yeah, it's about to, <laughs> it's about to get popping. Okay, <laughs> what's my name popping in heaven? <laughs> oh, that's so dope, man. All right, man, what you got, dude? Man, my carbon footprint was was music related too, but it wasn't. Um, so like my carbon footprint of the week was Bad Bunny, and um. Man, for those who don't know, obviously Bad Bunny is a Latin artist. He's from Puerto Rico. He's um he's taken over the the reggae urban kind of uh, Latin hip hop uh, scene for the last couple of years. Just taken over. I wasn't a fan of his initially, man. I remember I would like clown him. He's good, bro. He's so good, man. I, I slept on it. I was so wrong. I've listened to every album now. I, I I'll play his songs, and then as a person, man, like I, I follow him on social. And then this weekend, man, he did WrestleMania. So I don't know if you know, he's been in the oh, WWE lately. No, I have not. Known. So he has been like legitimately doing WWE for the last couple months. Like has been at Raw, SmackDown, whatever. He's been doing matches. Like talking shit. Talking matches. shit, but wrestling, dude. Get the fuck out. Dude, you have yeah. to look up the moves he pulled off in WrestleMania. Like I like I was going, if I'm the other dude, I trusted this fucking guy who's yeah. not a lifetime. Like, like some of the moves he pulled off, you go like, oh, you fucked that up. This dude's paralyzed. Wow. But that just tells me he put in the work, he put in the work, man. Yep. Like, so I saw him this weekend, man, and he does WrestleMania, and I just took me back again to a kid. And that going, was here, right in Tampa. That was in Tampa, and it was fucking full. And, and you know, it's, it's a big WrestleMania because it's one of the biggest events. We open in Florida. Folks. Listen, <laughs> we popping it. If you if you guys are in one of these states where you can't do shit. Come to Florida. We don't. The COVID don't even exist here. You can't get. So you, if you feel, if you're next to someone that coughs, just take a shot of whiskey. <laughs> COVID don't exist here, bro. But they, he does WrestleMania, man. And you know, as a kid, you're going like, like the kid in you is like, fuck, man. He's like living our dream, fucking right. 10, 11 year old life, like through this thing. And you can tell he's having fun. And I think what did it for me, man, was watching his social like uh pre WrestleMania, like he was doing these videos of himself, like talking about it. And then afterwards where he's just going like, I can't believe that just happened. Like I just fulfilled a lifelong dream. And he's like, so he's been so a wrestling fan for years. He's been a I'm freak, assuming. a wrestling freak. And he just, that's so amazing. Bro. Dude, he's talking about a guy who can't speak great English. Right. Has, listen, we've had great artists come out of Puerto Rico. Don't get me wrong, man. Especially in the reggaeton thing, right? Like you have daddy Yankees, you have the, the Nikki jams. You have, you have these guys who have blown up. Dude, Bad Bunny has transcended like reggaeton and has transcended like that Latino hip hop. Like he has songs with Drake, right? He has songs with artists from like the Middle East and, and 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 like overseas. Like he's doing WrestleMania, he's doing commercials with Snoop Dogg. He's like, he's at this different level, man. And it's hard not to root for a guy like that. And he's so positive, man, and so just like in love with like where he is right now in his life. That like 
I'm watching his videos and you go like, look at his face, man. You can tell he's happy. Dude, he's happy. Like, nah, like he's awesome, talking about man. pulling off the WrestleMania and you're looking at the look on his face and you're going, fuck, that's 10-year-old me. Where even he's going, I can't believe this shit just happened. Like, I right. just wrestled at WrestleMania and it wasn't like a gimmicky, like I just showed up and did a kick. Right. Like, he wrestled at WrestleMania in like this tag team match and it was like was a he great- good? He was fucking great, bro. Yeah? Like, I, oh, you got to go watch I gotta it. I got to go watch Like, that. I was impressed. I was impressed. I, I was like, so impressed. And just watching him going, talk about someone who's living it up to the fullest. Like, he's making good use of the, the quote-unquote 15 minutes of fame. Like, yeah. he's getting these opportunities and he's seizing them. And I think for me, again, just seeing the look on his face and seeing the moves that they let him pull off at WrestleMania with legitimate wrestlers where I went, oh, this guy put in the work and these guys trusted him because they must have saw right. him putting in the work. And you don't get there, man, without putting in that kind of time and and just so man shout out to him dude i'm just so proud of like again someone from the island uh uh, uh to just get popping but somebody i think get popping and transcend the genre and then get popping worldwide like he is right now it's just so dope to see that's man. amazing bro because i mean for those of you who think wrestling is fake it 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 is choreographed absolutely but those guys do some really amazing moves and 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 some shit that can really kill you if you yes. do it wrong. So the 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 trust factor between the wrestlers has to be, you know, immense. Dude, you, I'm glad you brought that up. One of his posts uh, after WrestleMania is just a slideshow of all his bruises, of of all his bruises. Of, <laughs> I can't imagine of jumping bro. off the top rope of like, and he's got bruises everywhere and scratches and blood and cuts and whatever. Dude, you're so right, man. There's someone like Stone Cold Steve Austin's career, I would argue, was cut super short because Owen Hart and Owen Hart's past, man. So so bless that dude's soul. But Owen Hart fucked up a power driver on Stone Cold Steve Austin, which messed up his neck. And you're talking about a guy who's a professional wrestler who had done it right. for years, who comes from a, a bloodline of right top line wrestlers, yeah. that Hart family. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, will to this day, will be like, yeah, Owen Hart fucked me up and, and was like, not on speaking terms almost if Owen Hart un, oh, you know, wow. until his death, but you go someone like that who Stone Cold trusted to pull a specific move. Bad Bunny pulled off moves similar to that, I think, that were even worse that I went, fuck, man. Like if you fuck that up. If you fuck that up, that yep. dude's and, and the way dude, he pulled off a power driver with a flip involved. It was so stupid. And I was like, I I don't I don't like again it just went back to like that guy's work ethic what these guys must have saw must have been top notch because i think even I, i've seen uh, you know i grew up a huge wrestling fan i haven't watched it in years but i've seen like documentaries and stuff where people go hey i have to trust you and they're talking about like names like big names where they go i have to trust you to do this to me i'm not i'm not just letting anybody do it. and they'll right. say like hey i'm not letting so-and-so do that because i don't know that they're gonna do it right um and to just have a guy who's been in there a couple months and let him pull off what he pulled off, just I think for me, just spoke volumes of the respect they must have had for him and the yep. work ethic he must have put in, man. That's awesome. So man. shout out Bad Bunny, man. Shout out Bad Bunny. Just you know what? Why don't just maybe follow you on Instagram? He's a good follow, man. <laughs> He's a good follow. He's going on tour. He's here next next uh year, 2022. Um I, I might try to go to that, man. And do not he was one of the first people that I saw do a virtual concert on YouTube during the pandemic and he did it on top of a truck in new york city and it was a cool show man and 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 again it was like trailblazer for what he was doing he's like all right cool i'm gonna go do this nobody's doing this right now everybody's in quarantine he drove a truck through new york and was rapping on top of it that's like, dope it's dope man so so shout out to him man i'm glad he's doing yeah good for him man and you know stuff. what and all his albums are good man a lot of times with guys like that it's like 
it's usually like short lived that yeah. fame, and it seems like he's taking advantage. Yeah, of Yeah, listen, uh, and, and if it is, if he just gets a five year span where he's great, he's making the most of it, and yeah. good for him. And even if even if the most of it is not monetary, obviously, I, I hope that he sets himself and his family up forever. But even if it's not that, if it's the memories, right, and and the life, and and the the highlight reel, if you will, he made the most of it, man. He, he's he's not bullshitting around um, and wasting this opportunity that's put yeah. in front of him, man. You, you can tell, obviously, he's, he's not. So, man, shout, shout out to him, dude. Shout out to Bad Bunny. Benito. It's called Playa. Playa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, did you see that shit this week with the, with the uh, army officer? I got pulled uh, over. I did, man, and it sucked to see. And that, that was in shit in, in, in days, Virginia. Man. Yeah, the story that I that I heard or read was essentially that he had bought a fairly new SUV, and he had the license plate in the window. So it's a paper license plate, as many of you know. If you get a uh, a new vehicle, you got to apply for a tag. They give you a temporary tag until you until your permanent one comes in. He had the tag in the window. The windows were tinted. The cops pulled them over, and he, instead of stopping right when they pulled them over, he proceeded to a, a well-lit area, which is like a gas station. Which is crazy that that even crossed his mind. He purposely goes, I'm going to drive an extra two minutes, yep. which was probably escalated the situation even worse. He goes, I dr- he drove super slow. Because he goes, like, I purposely wanted to find a well-lit area because he's like, this shit's going to be on tape. So I want to make sure it can see me. But from what, I, from what I understand, he started, well, the cops came out. So once he got pulled over in the gas station, the well-lit gas station, the cops pull him over and they draw their weapons and proceed to tell him to get out of the car. At that point was when he was like, okay, this is, these guys have weapons. Like, something's not right. Let me record this. And puts his phone up. Essentially, like if you're in a driver's seat on the left hand side, facing himself so that it can fill, sort of film everything. Yeah. And thankfully, bro. And, and yeah, thankfully, he's right. Thankfully, so all in all, like nothing happened to him, but except, except he got he got sprayed with mace. Right. So like they kept telling him to get out of the car. He was going, hey, guys, this is a routine traffic stop. I don't really need to get out of the car. Like you need to tell me what i'm being pulled over for and he even said he was like hey i'm in the army i'm an officer he's in uniform and he's dude. in he's in uniform, uniform man he's in his fatigues yeah so dude that 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 whole thing man where and then and then at the very end right so he gets he gets maced essentially or eventually the officers get him out of the car put him on the ground um and it i guess he he, he ends up leaving right but there's some conversation between him and the cops and then the the or the arrest the the I should say the arresting officer he wasn't really arrested but the the officer that was uh, most vocal was you know kind of telling him I I think he realized the error in his ways afterwards after he realized there was like nothing in the car there was a tag on the car there was a tag on the car right see, like quote unquote. I think the officer it what it seemed like to me he realized that he made a mistake. And then kind of gave the guy like, well, you know, I was telling you to do this for these for these reasons. Um, you know, you can fight it in court if you want to. Doesn't make a difference to me. Anyway, that guy's fired. He basically tried to bribe, like go like, Almost, oh, if you want to, and he threatened yeah. his military career, like, oh, if you want to take oh, it I missed there. That. Did he say that? Yeah, kind of like like insinuating, like, oh, if you want to fight this, but you know, dude. 
Fuck, man. And uh, the guy, the guy had a Hispanic last name. Yeah, yeah. He so he probably like, listen. Fucking Latinos are the worst when it comes to racism. I think this. <laughs> like, I'm not listen, and I'm not uh, full disclosure. I, obviously, I'm a Latino. Like, I don't put this only on white people. I think there's a, 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 I don't know, man. There's issues we need to address as a society. There are so many racist Latinos that I've met, and again, I'm assuming this guy's a Latino. Um, Just based on his last name. Yeah, Gutierrez, I guess is his last name. Something right? like Gutierrez. That, yeah. um, he and he de- looked de- and he looked apart. Definitely has la- uh, a Latino background. Yeah, most most definitely. Um so again, I'm not gonna forgive you, listen. I'm an equal opportunity shit talker. So I, I don't care if he was white, black, Latino, whatever, like if you fucked up, you fucked up. And this guy fucked up. I think he clearly fucked up. But this this one was so important to me, man. And I know and we'll get into the Dante Wright one in a minute, but the reason this one was so important, man, is I, like I thought about you and I went, fuck, man, someone who served this country, who's serving this country, who's in uniform, who is asking you like, like, hey, what what's the issue here? Like, I just want to know, like, just answer the question. Like, what might be like, how easy would it have been to say you don't have a tag displayed? And he could have been right. like, it's in the, it's window. In the I window. I just bought the truck, man. Right. And then like to hear these cops go. When he goes, oh, man, this shit broke my heart, dude. He goes, um, I'm afraid. When he goes, unbuckle your seatbelt and step up. And the guy goes, I'm afraid to. And the guy goes, you should be. And that shit was like, ugh. Because I think what it showed for me was that, dude, these cops know they're wearing cams. And they don't give a fuck, dude. Like, they're, they feel so immune and so... I guess justified in their behavior that they know they're being recorded and they're still willing to say shit like, yeah, you should be afraid of stepping out of your car. And then he goes, you're fixing to ride the lightning, son. And that shit was... Which I don't understand. What does that mean? You're going to get tased. You're going to get tased? You're going to get tased. And I'm like, this isn't a fucking rock concert, you're fixing bro. To you're fixing to ride, ride the, the lightning. lightning. And I'm great. like, that's not a joke, dude. This is someone's life. And it's so unprofessional. And in any other profession, dude, I got the... Like, any of our professions, man, I was you're like... You're fired, bro. You're fucking fired. And they only fired this guy after the video came out. Like, this shit happened in December. Why the fuck was he on the force till recently? Like... Either you're not reviewing those tapes or you only fired him to save face because a video was made public because of the lawsuit that this guy brought against. The, like, it, So I didn't know that. Uh, this took place in December? This took place in December. So it's not new. Four months He's ago. sued them. So this is why this is now public. So he sued them this four months ago. Dude, and I, again, I thought about you and I went, fuck, man, if, if, if Sean gets pulled over. You're a brown man, right? So you, but you could hypothetically, you could be this guy of mixed race, right? You looked apart, and I went, and you could have been like, "Hey, man, I've served, you know, the military. I do this and that. I don't have anything going on. Like, I just want to know." And you're respectful, and I, dude, and it drove me berserk. I, I'm looking at people going, "Well, why didn't he just comply?" Because we've fucking proven that that does not matter. Why couldn't you answer my question when I go, "Hey, you know the law as a cop." If I go, "Hey," It's within my rights to not get out during a routine traffic stop. Right. What am I being pulled over for? And you can't answer that simple question. Because, again, if the cop goes, you don't have a tag on your car, it could have been like, dude, it's on the back window. Can you take a peek? And then de-escalate the situation. The second cop knew, too, man. You could tell in his body language and the way he talks. The second cop there is like, this shit doesn't feel right. 
Right. And he and he tries to almost de-escalate. And the other guy keeps telling him, back away, Daniel. Back away, Daniel. Like, almost like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. So you might not want to be in the vicinity when I spray him kind of thing. <laughs> Dude, it just, like, I can't, like, I get emotional fucking talking about it, man. Because, like. No, and then even, um, he, had a, he had a dog in the car. Yeah. And, and they and, sprayed and he, the dog, And he was too, like, right? well, well, he sprayed inside the vehicle, which then the dog is fucking choking in there, yeah. right? Oh, dude. I yeah, so that, it was, it, it was, it's it's crazy. It's man. just it was, in the, you know, like when you get the fucking, the All Lives Matter crew who who talks so much shit and you're like, or the, hey, Kaepernick kneeled and you go, okay, where's your outrage now? This guy's actively serving your country. Right. And he's well within his rights. He has the right, dude, the, the calmness that this guy displayed is so crazy to me. I just got attacked by my light. Um, like to be that calm, in that situation, like he was so dude, I, I, and I don't know if it's the, the the military training, I don't know if it's just personality. I, there's zero chance that I would have made it out of that scenario, dude, with, with, without probably it getting worse and me probably getting tased. Because I thought about how calm, even when this guy gets pepper sprayed, he never puts he's, his fucking hands down. Yeah, he's like, pretty calm. It's just so crazy to me that he he kept his respect and the and his composure so well put together man like it's, it was so heartbreaking to watch and, and, he, and he kept asking the question yeah it's like what's, what's going like, on what's going on? what's going on what's going on dude i saw a um it might have even been cnn and there's a panel of news things talking and they go uh and yeah and they pulled him over for tints since when do you get pulled over for tints and i go huh if you're brown all the fucking all the time, time bro like i'm like we i've been pulled over Many dude, I started thinking about how many times I've been pulled over at gunpoint. I got to at least three. I know there was more, but I've been pulled over at gunpoint at least three times. One of them as a 16 year old, 15 or 16, no, 16 because I have a license. One time as a 16 year old, and I have a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends, he was the best man at my wedding. He was with me, and, and I explicitly remember him saying, like, Oh, fuck, we're gonna get shot. And we were pulled over with guns drawn for a headlight being out. And I've, and I, and, and, or that was the reason the headlight worked. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man, I, I, I've run out of excuses, I think for, you know, people was just like, oh, it's just like ignorant people. Right. So, I mean, police officers are people. And so I just think you can't, as a police officer, you can't approach every situation like a life threatening situation, you know, unfortunately, Police officers, and we talked about this before. Police officers deal with all the shit, the the shit of society, right? And so, I can't blame them on one hand for thinking that everyone is a criminal. Um, you know, we have a, a mutual friend that that re, that is a police officer in a in another state, and he refers to civilians as animals. Yeah. Um, and it's like he gets that from the dealings that he has on a daily basis yeah those are that's his perception that's his life yeah, right that's his life right and you can't tell him that the, he's wrong it's just like hey that's not what it's like for the rest of us right because innately your job is to be around the shit unfortunately unfortunately right it just sucks man yeah it sucks man but the other thing that that happened uh this well, that came out this week was the shooting of dante Wright, which i kind of have some mixed feelings about right so for those of you who have not seen this um, Dante Wright was, and this is in uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. It's about ten miles from where they're holding the trial right now for uh, Chauvin. Oh, is that killed, right? So it's who really killed close. Floyd? Yep, it's really yep. close. So this guy gets pulled over, 
Um, I don't know why he got pulled over for initially. I don't know if it was it was a speeding. I don't. I, I don't recall. Oh no, sorry, expired tech. Expired tech. Yep. So he gets he gets pulled over. They bring him out of the car. Um, the guy basically a, a resists arrest. Gets back in the car. Um, during that time, one of the officers draws what she believes to be her taser, her taser gun, and it's not. It's actually her firearm, and she verbally says which is part of the training she's like taser 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 kind of to 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 warn not only the suspect but also warn the other officers that she's about to fire a taser. should have said you're about to ride the lightning she used the wrong <laughs> 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 but she so she fires one bullet into this 20 what, what was he 20 20 years old one years old something like not that even i think 20 20 um the guy drives a couple miles crashes and he's dead right he, yeah. and the guy died bleeds out gets shot in the chest which is not where they tell you to taste people but cool yeah but i think in this case so i did see the video on this and and i and i kind of empathize with the officer so she's a 26 year veteran and granted the the one of the senior officers came out and and said hey the way that we're trained is that whatever your dominant hand is that is the side that you keep your firearm. Your least dominant hand is where you keep your the, the taser. Yeah. So essentially, if if you're an officer of 26 years, you shouldn't make be making no. those. And it also mistakes. weighs one and a half pounds less than a firearm than a gun. I did not know that a taser so, weighs eight ounces and a gun weighs two point like one at least the Glocks that so are police you should issue. Know. You should know absolutely. So you should know. Now I don't believe that she thought she was drawing the firearm. I don't believe, like, I don't believe that. I, okay, so, I, I believe so you, that she you think thought, she committed, like she, she, her intention was to pull the taser. I think the intention okay. was to pull the taser because the guy wasn't, he, you know, he didn't have a firearm on him. There wasn't any like imminent threats. Right. You know, to the officers that, at, at, you know, that, that were in the, uh, that were part of the situation. So I, I empathize with her, um, but now there's now there's somebody that's dead. Yeah. So now what? Like what do you like? What do you do with that? And 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 again, being in Minnesota, being that close to where the trial's taking place, it's man, it's gotta be. If you're her, who's if you're if you've already served twenty six years, you're on the verge of retirement. If, yeah. If you if yeah if you probably you may already be at retirement you may, you may be extending she's get, maybe extending to get it. more i think they only have to do the 20 or 25 right so so she could just be doing the I, I you know i know in a lot of public sectors the if you do x amount of years post your retirement years you get they basically add an additional percentage to your pension correct um yeah so I, I do in a way want to give her the benefit of the doubt as hard as it is, right? Because it just seem it, it just feels like that every time this happens, it's a black man. And maybe and, and that's probably not the case, statistically speaking. I think the problem here is that like this goes you know, obviously if you've listened to this and you listen to episodes, we've been recording, obviously this is a Floyd thing happened and, and there's been a, a few in between. And so this still boils down to me to training and then the type of people that you let become police officers. So if this was a mistake, right, with the, what this tells me then is that you were super nervous, 
right? And so you now you're incapable of knowing the difference between your firearm and a taser, which is very obvious because there's obviously color differences. There's there's where you keep it on your holster. There's yeah. where there's the how much it weighs. Like there's all these signs there, right? So it tells me which is what how I would react, which is fuck. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I, I'm gonna reach for something, and now I don't recall which because in the heat of the moment. You're not in these scenarios all the time, right? Like this lady's been for 26 years. Who knows? Maybe this is the first time she's had to draw her weapon. Like I talked to so many cops who go like, yeah, I went 30 years. I never shot anybody, right? Like right. like most of them go like, oh, I've had to draw it maybe twice. Like, and it's out of caution or whatever, right? So like, I don't know what her experience has been like up until this point. So to me, what it boiled down to, because I do, I agree with you in the, in the, in the sentiment that, okay, maybe this was a mistake, um, but then it still goes down to the fact that then this is shitty training. Like this is there's there should be a personality and, and and maybe it's the military thing. I go, there should be a certain type of person, an individual who's so ingrained in this type of thing day to day that knows the difference between a life threatening situation and not that that knows the difference between like having to draw your gun and not having to draw your gun that like that is comfortable almost in a situation and i don't know how you get comfortable with that but again this like to me then this showed that she was not prepared to handle a situation like that okay, even so as a 26 year veteran is there any blame on the the suspect in this case that is now deceased is there any blame on him for trying to run away like you know what I mean? So like, I, I don't, I don't think that he should have been killed for trying to do that. However, you're in a situation where you've been pulled over, so you've already pulled over. You've been asked to exit the vehicle. You've exited the vehicle, and then you make a conscious decision to get back in the vehicle and run away. So, you, I think. Yeah, you, you this goes down to the like, hey, why don't they just comply? I guess where I'm at is like, I've seen that and it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and not to say that that doesn't change this scenario. Every situation right? is different. Right. right. And here's the other part I think of this, man. And, and again, this boils down to training and technology and the shit that we use. Why do we even have traffic stops anymore? Why can't I pull you over or notice that and go, oh, you don't have your tag or it's expired. You're going to get a ticket in the mail. Like with the technology, like why do we even put officers? I'm, I'm going to take their side for a second here. Mm. Why do we even put officers in a position to have to deal with a routine traffic stop? Because you may or may not have an expired tag because you may or may not have tinted windows. Like why are we putting these guys in scenarios for dumb shit? That's a great fucking point. Yeah. Like why don't we, well, like, like I don't understand why you can't just pull me over. And if I pull over, there's some way to communicate with you or to say like, you know, turn on the light and go, you're free to go. I got your tag. I got your shit. I know, I know who's driving this. I'm going to send a ticket to your house or email, whatever the fuck, like right, whoever the owner is. Why right? are we doing this by routine? Like, right. We get, we get tickets from traffic cameras all the time because you eat a red light. Yeah. If you speed through a toll, if you, so why are we still doing routine traffic stop for stupid shit? Like a headlight, like an expired tag, like a window tint. Like why, are, why not use these officers time in a more valuable way in truly life or death situations instead of putting them in these scenarios where every single time, because like I do have empathy for every scenario I walk into is a potential threat. Then eliminate the fucking scenarios where I'm walking into that are a threat. Like I don't understand why we don't just use technology. Like I don't know of any jurisdictions using this. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like someone, if you listen to this and your town does this, like why do we even do routine traffic stops? Like why? I I don't understand the point of that anymore. 
Like that's, to that's me, it's, it's a point, fishing bro. attempt, man. Like it's a routine traffic stop, and then it goes to I smell weed in your car, or hey, where have you been today? Like it's almost like a, a like a, a like an upsell. Like I feel like I'm at the fucking dentist. Like <laughs> hey, um, you know those three teeth there have like well, you know like like yeah, or you're white nose. Yeah, like uh, you know like you're somewhere where they're constantly just trying to upsell you on something. That's what it feels like to get a traffic stop. Like hey, I pulled you over for the tint, but I don't know, man. Your exhaust sounds loud, or hey, I don't know. Like it just seems like a money making scheme. And an unnecessary one at that. Like, it's just, you're a public servant. Then serve the fucking public, man. And, like, if if I broke the law because I have an expired tag, cool. Send a ticket to my house. Save us both the trouble of having to be in that uncomfortable situation. Like, I, it just it blows my mind that we still do this. Like, to me, the obvious choice is, like, hey, how do you get rid of, like, I don't know, 80% of police interactions, which are traffic stops? Like, how do you get rid of that? Okay, let's figure that out. Like... It, no, that, that, that's a great point, man. And it, and it brings me to the question of because of the things that have been occurring in the last year and because of how the media portrays it, because the media has a lot to fucking do with it. Yeah. You know, like I, I started thinking, like, what is the like the social cost of distrust for the police? Because in a situation like that, where you go, if the kid goes they pull me over for an expired tag, but they're treating me like a criminal. Am I going to end up like George Floyd? Fuck that. I'll take my chances and, 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 and flee. Dude. And then at what point do people start arming themselves and going, well, fuck, I'm either going to get killed or I'm going to serve life in prison here for killing this cop. Like, and you would never, like, I don't even want to condone, like, I don't even want to throw that out there, but I think there's a real fear now. And you can see from this guy, again, a completely reasonable guy, uh, um, who just goes like, what am I being pulled over for? Like, they just, uh, and I, I say this shit half joking too. Like, I almost go like, you want to solve like mass shootings too? Like, let just have more black people and brown people commit mass shootings. And then they'll be like, well, fuck, we should make these guns really <laughs> illegal. Like, it just, uh, fuck man. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just don't know anymore, like, what do you want to see? But the cop thing, like, I, so, yeah, like, there's such a distrust in police officers now, but I think there's also such a lack of accountability, because, again, like, I've seen the way these guys act on camera, and the shit they say, and they know that's happening, and they right. know that the scrutiny is so high, and in their minds, they're like, I'm untouchable. Like, that's the only way I can interpret that is that because if I know I'm being recorded, dude, if somebody's recording you doing your job day to day, you're going to be like textbook, right? Yeah. Like, this tells me that these guys feel so untouchable, so untouchable and so nonchalant about someone else's life that they just don't care. Like, and they don't care to improve and they don't care to like have uh, or to take someone else into consideration or they're just so arrogant and so like... I, actually, you know what? I don't even want to say arrogant. So, ah, God, fucking like. But dude, but don't don't you think that if you know if these police officers are also so they're feeling the opposite side of that, right? So like the media, like the 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 people, or even the movements like BLM, right? Or the or the whole like defund the police, which I I I, I fucking hate that terminology. Yeah, for that, it's not what it that. is, right? But things like that. Like, how does that make the police forces feel in, 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 you know, all over in, in, in this country? And what kind of mentality are they coming to work with? You know, like, what kind of stress is that putting on them? 
in their ability to 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 do their jobs and to and to do it correctly. I, I agree that that sometimes you know, like I said, you catch you catch these uh, officers that 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 are doing the wrong thing. But how much of that is how they're being portrayed? The whole like defund the police thing, and even like you know you know when you come to work and you get your coworkers. And you sort of you sort of become like a a, a group, yeah, right? You, sure. You're yeah. you're sort of like a, not a I, I want to say a gang, in a sense, not a gang, but but you become one, and, and you're like yo, like everybody's against us. So, you know, the people that we're serving or the people that we're protecting are against us. So, what kind of mentality does that put you in when you go out on the streets on a daily basis? So then you're no longer a servant, right? You're a weapon of the state at that point in time. You're you're. You're there almost seeking like, right? Like that's what I guess uh, uh, the word I was looking for before was you're you're a guy or a girl who's insecure in that moment in time. Who's like, because I find a lot of these guys are almost like either trying to prove to themselves or their coworkers or whatever that they're, you know, like, dude, I just so let me back up for a second. So there's this uh, narrative, right, that more white people get shot than black folks. And that is absolutely true from a numbers what perspective. What is a whole lot Cons- more white folks exactly. in the country? Right. So, like, I can make numbers but tell whatever story I want. Yeah. Right. So, there's, there's obviously, there's way more white people in this country. So, if you're looking at pure numbers, like head for head, significantly more white people get shot every year than a black person. Now, when you start to get into the interactions with white people versus black people and how many of those interactions end up with lethal force, that's where shit starts to get a little skewed, right? Like... I've seen like white people use that argument or anybody go, hey, white people get shot. And I go back to and that's okay with you. Like so then so then you. So the problem here isn't like to you. The problem isn't like, hey, they're shooting a black guy. The problem like to me then becomes a hey, cops kill people and you're just okay with it. Right. Like you should be if 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 you're gonna say well they'll kill just as many white people then why aren't you just as enraged as as brown folks are as black folks are as like like then you should be just as mad and I think unfortunately like the problem with this like everything else in this country man is that we've politicized it and so depending on where you stand with this you're to a specific political you 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 uh, I guess associate yourself with a political party and so therefore fifty percent of the people are out. Right. Like, hey, if defund the police or, or not defund, because, again, that word is shitty. But if, hey, retraining and reallocating funds and, and, and make sure you got if that's a left side thing, then automatically 50 percent of people go fuck that. Right. Just like everything in this country, we go, where does my party stand on that? Because we politicize everything. And then immediately no one gives it a real shot. No one stops to think and go, yeah, maybe there is a problem here. Maybe cops are maybe cops do lack training because I do empathize with them. Like, I don't know what it's like to walk into a scenario day in and day out where I have to question myself. Am I going to be able to tuck my kids into bed at night? That's fucked up. Like, and I acknowledge that, but then also there's a, then you should provide me with the tools to be able to get through those situations. And every cop I've ever spoken to, the tool is you before them, dude, you before them. Like That that's and, and that, and that I can't, can't be blame, the answer. But man. I can't blame. Them. I can't. No, I can't. But it's because I, I I put myself in that situation and I win ten out of ten times. Like I'm not taking that chance. Like I get it. But then there's something wrong with that. Right. Then we have to address. There's a systemic issue here that that obviously the 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 ones that get the most attention right now are black folks. But then then there's just a systemic issue in general that cops don't know how to carry forward their job without using lethal force and maybe we should address that and not for nothing man i really think you're on to something with the whole like the routine stops and i start that shit there i don't dude, know i love i've it. been drinking 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Like it just it just I, drives I me love crazy. It, bro. That, like, like why that, are we doing that? Like for right, like else? I mean, not for everything, but no, if you, no, no, no. But right, routine traffic like, stops. Like expired tags. Yeah, send me a bill, it's bro. It's stupid. Send yeah, me the yeah, bill, yeah. dude. Like what? Am, like if that's, I have that's, that's stupid. What's the worst case scenario if I have an expired tag, dude? I couldn't afford it. Right, I haven't gotten around to it. I'm just negligent. I don't think it's that important. Guess what, dude? If you keep sending me enough of those tickets in the mail, I'm gonna be like, I should probably renew this tag because it's a lot cheaper than paying the hundred dollar fine or whatever it is. Like, it's just stupid to me, man, that we do these routine traffic stops. So to me, it always feels like an attempt at finding something else. And maybe that is maybe by design they go, hey, you're gonna catch criminals. They're just gonna, they're not that smart. They're just gonna do dumb shit. And so this is the way you get to the more serious shit. I don't know, but it just seems like you would save a lot of lives on both sides if you just said, hey, we're not stopping you anymore if you have an expired tag or have tint or or your car's too loud or like all the routine shit to me. Just yeah, I was go, gonna say, like, we'll mail is, you a ticket. What is from a cop's perspective? And I have to, I guess I have to ask the, the, the police officers out there, what is best case scenario for an expired tag? You know, There's a warrant maybe, out for their arrest like this guy. Yeah, I guess you get that's lucky, it, right? But you know that when you run the tag, Hey, this tag belongs to so-and-so. There's a warrant out for this guy's arrest. Pull me over then. If it's a warrant because I've skipped, you know, whatever, or for something Did this guy serious, have a, a warrant out for his yeah, arrest? Yeah, that's he what did, happened. Right? It's, it's, he had warrants. He had a couple warrants out oh, for did. his arrest. Oh, for possession of a pistol yes. without a permit. So he had some warrants, and this is what escalated that whole situation. Which, again, so maybe my suggestion there doesn't save this guy. So, right. But... I don't know, man. Does it save the the officer from going through that shit? Like the the trauma of of getting maced and and I guess realizing like, man, I serve my country. I I do everything right. I asked the right questions. I I was like to like to his own detriment. He has his hands out so the officers feel safe while he's getting maced. Like you know how many of us would have been like rubbing our eyes and and curled up in a fetal position. Yep. I would have been bawling like a baby, bro. <laughs> I'm like just. I, I just I I don't know I don't just don't know how you be over there like ah! yeah oh bro I'd have been like I don't know I don't bro uh, like a baby bro like it just how do you just then let's reduce the situations that that these cops run into like instead of I bet you man I'm just gonna pull this number out of my ass but I bet you you get rid of half of the things cops do on a daily basis if we just said hey routine traffic stops gone just send a ticket to their house just gone. Like, we're not going to waste our time with that. If you run it and the guy's got uh, a warrant, then pull him over. But if it's literally just an expired tag, like, and it's, uh, again, an expired tag, most times is going to be someone who can't afford it or just overlooked it. And the ticket will get their attention. Like, I just move dude, on, not, man. Not for nothing, man. I, I've been in a situation where I've just forgot. Me too. Me too, dude. And I and got pulled over by someone and I went, I oh, too. fuck, I'll take care of that right away. Like, yeah. I just forgot. Yeah. It's just, and I've also been in situations, dude, dude, I've legitimately told a cop like, oh, fuck, you sure saved a lot of lives today because I got pulled over by dumb shit and I can see the look on the cop. Feel, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I could be condescending. I can be an asshole. It's like, and you can see the look on the cop when they're like, just petty. Yeah, I am petty, bro. <laughs> but the dumb shit that he pulled me over for. And I remember just looking at him like a oh, good thing you're on duty today, man. You probably saved a lot of lives. And he just looked at me like, and I'm like, traffic duty, bro, for real? Like, <laughs> Yo, and I was so livid, and I've legit told a cop, like, just run the ticket, bro. I got shit to do. <laughs> and that gets them even more pissed right. off. But it, and me, I'm going, like, you're wasting your fucking time, dude. And I think it might have been for Tint. Going, like, oh, good thing you pulled me over for Tint, bro. Like, you probably saved a life or two. Not, like, you know, it's just like, and again, not to say that what I was doing was right, but it's just, 
you're wasting a resource. And as a taxpayer, I go, eh, I don't want to pay for cops to go fucking pull over people for tents or thing. Like, it's just a waste of time, man. It's so stupid, dude. Uh, I, I, dude, this shit has become so normal. I think to your point before is that at what point is there a rebellion? Because you're, what you're seeing now is you're seeing people protesting and rioting in these pockets, right? Right. At some point, dude, there's going to be this mass distrust with the police. I think and, that's when it gets dangerous. And it's going to get dangerous for everyone. For everyone. It's going to get yeah. dangerous for civilians. It's going to get dangerous for police officers. And you don't want that to dude, happen. It'll get dangerous for like the normal Joe Blow that's just going to work. Yeah. Like, because they're yeah. always going to be in the crossfire, right? Like, or, or in the crosshairs or, or, or just like bystanders. Like, it's just because cops are going to be on edge. So if I'm, you could say Joe Blow and I forgot my tags expired or like, it's just to hear him just go like, I'm scared. And I went and I started thinking about, fuck, man, I, if I got pulled over now, and I didn't know what it was for. And these guys were going like that. I would have his same reaction. I'd be like, bro, I'm not reaching for my seatbelt. Like, you guys got guns drawn. Like, I watched the news. Fuck that. I'm hanging out my window. Like, I would have just been like, I'm hanging out my window. Y'all come grab me and pull me out, bro. Like, that's what you can do. Like, honest, I wouldn't have touched shit, bro. Like, I don't blame him. I'm like, I'm not trying to get shot, bro. Like, just how you want to get home, I want to get home too. And I've seen how this shit plays out on the news. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, it's just... It yeah, fucking it's sucks, man. Sad, man. Yeah, it sucks, man. And Dante Wright, man, like, uh, fuck, dude. Like, I, I, 20 years old, man, uh, to go out that way, uh, I, you know, and I saw people go like, oh, it's a mistake. I'm like, mm, that's manslaughter to me. I, if you deem that it was truly a mistake, I'm sorry, man. You have a job that, unfortunately, mistakes cost lives, and so you should be held accountable for that, man. But I think, uh, dude, and, uh, fuck, this might take us to a whole nother yeah, thing. I should police have unions? I think this is the other, like, this is, I, I've been, like, thinking about this, like. Unions for what? Unions in general. Like, why do we have a labor union for a a, a, a fucking taxpayer um, service? Like, why are, are police, why do they have unions? I don't understand. Like, unions are there to protect employees, right? And and, and make sure that the well, people I'm are taking advantage of you. Right. And, and I'm assuming it's, it's, for, it's for, you know, for, for pay, aid, and probably, probably a one reason is to have, to ensure that you get fair pay. It's a government entity, bro. That shit's set in stone. Like there's the, the 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 pay doesn't go up or down or like 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 any like most government jobs the pay is public, right? There's scales and like if you and I were a yeah. cop and we're in the first year, we're making the same amount of money. It doesn't matter. So why do I need then a union? Like to me, the union for cops is like the fucking mob, dude. Like they, they, it's impossible. And I've, and again, I've worked at places where there was a union for regular, not police officers, but just regular day to day employees. It doesn't do shit to protect good employees. It does a lot to protect the shitty ones. The bad employees. And yep. so now, can you add then the fact that you're by nature a weapon of the government? Like in that scenario, like you're. Like to me, the, the the minute you add a union and you go like, yeah, protect these guys, they can never get fired. You get the qualified immunity. Then now, I like it's it's a weapon of the government, man. Like, and, and you can't get rid of it. They can do no wrong. Like, it's just so. Then how do you hold something like that accountable? How do you hold an entity like that accountable? How do you like where what leg do you have to stand on if we're the average civilians and we go, yeah, I don't like the way he handled this. And you wrote, like, it's it's baffling to me how many times you see these cops who were reported. And they go, yeah, they got reported 27 times. Then what happens? Because they're yeah, still cops. Like you said, because the unions. I mean, I, I, I've worked in, in, in the food industry where there's been unions. And um, they do. like they. It, it always seems that they, that they work to help the shitty employees. Yeah, it's absolutely that. And in this case, it's just, 
it shouldn't be that way, right? You should you should want and demand the best of the best. Dude, I'll tell you right now, there was a place I worked at, and I'm not gonna give it the place. Uh, it won't it won't be hard to figure out if you know me. Um, union, right? The union handbook dictated that after X amount of months, you get X percent raise after or whatever amount raise after a year you get x amount raise every year after that you get this amount of raise no matter what right and then union contracts obviously expire and then they renegotiate that and then they build in raises and all that so these bits and pieces right and then you can't be fired without due cause blah 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 right whatever there's all these rules right where else can you get employed dude where if i do the exact same shit every single day and i don't provide any extra value and i'm guaranteed this amount of raise which is substantially higher than like say 10 percent. if i go from nine bucks an hour to 10 and every year you're going to give me a dollar more an hour that's more than 10 percent. that's more than most people get irrespective of the career you get right like 10 percent is what you hope to get if you get promoted to like a manager director or whatever like in most places but that's built into your your employment and then by the way it's almost impossible to fire you unless you steal or you physically assault someone. You commit violence on the premises. So I can be late every day. Right. I could be a habitual. Uh, so you say what? What's the what's the incentive? What's the incentive to be a good to employee? Be a good and then employee. if I'm a good employee, then I get the exact same raise that the shitty guy next to me gets, yeah. right? And then there's no guaranteed uh, opportunity for uh, promotion in the union contract because they're they're trying to do everything they can to keep you hourly because if you're not an hourly, then you're no longer part of the union. Part of the union. So there's no incentive there then to to do more other than just be an hourly employee, be a cog in the wheel, and then hey, just don't fucking assault someone and then don't steal and you're fine. Right. But in this case with police officers you can do some of that yeah, shit go ahead and assault people right <laughs> and kill and uh just you know try to say the right shit on camera like taser 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 oops my bad like she gets off dude she gets off think so? no, bro the guy who shot fucking uh, uh I, I'm, I'm gonna take back the fucking because it was disrespectful to his dude but jacob blake dude was shot seven times and the cop that shot him is back on duty they're like nope wrongdoing we're just gonna go move forward jacob blake can't move or feel anything from the waist down this guy gets to just go back on the job because he has really caught. yeah man like so, so was he just put on i'm assuming he was put on administrative leave yeah through well, they do the their investigation investigation yeah and the lady who shot uh uh dante right she's on it she too. resigned oh she today. did she did she resigned on her own well yeah i mean she, she can retire she's gonna get fucking fired anyway maybe Right? No, but if you retire now, right, after 26 You're years, fine. she's good. Yeah, I don't know. Administratively, like, does she still qualify for a pension or retirement? Yada, yada, so. yada, probably, right? Because, again, the police union is going to go, oh, she resigned. She retired. She did X amount of years. She probably already did her retirement years. Yeah, yeah she's entitled to this. Unless you're going to charge her with a crime. And and the guy who did the, the press conference appears to be... Um, probably someone higher up uh, over her who just goes like, yeah, it was an, a mistake. So that already tells me you're planting the seed for going, yeah, this is a mistake. And as a police officer, I'm going to assume that the mistake means it gives you immunity from being charged with manslaughter or something like that. Right. Uh, Dude, the other random fucking note that I read this week about this town is like Brooklyn. Was it Brooklyn Center? Brooklyn Center. Yeah. There's 49, I want to say, cops in Brooklyn Center. Not one lives in Brooklyn. Brooklyn Center. Every single cop dude, that, that works is, there is from outside of dude, that. That has to be a requirement. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how you are allowed to police 
individuals outside of where you live. Like you have more skin in the game if you're doing it within your community because you live there, you work there, you serve the people, you serve your neighbors. Yeah, and you understand the dynamic of that community. Right. And I don't, yeah, you're going to put, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Dude. It's like putting a, somebody who grew up in Beverly Hills to be a cop in Compton. Yeah. It's so stupid to me. Like you're not going to understand the socioeconomic situation of the people who grew up in those environments. You're not, it, it, there's just so much that goes with that. That's so, that's dismissed. That's part of this uh, training that we're talking about and this understanding, right, from from a, a, a human level of being able to connect to someone. Uh, it, it's my I saw that and I'm like, that's mind blowing to me that out of all the cops in that jurisdiction, not one lives in that community, not one inside that entire township. That's crazy. Bro. And then I think the mayor, they've elected their first black mayor ever. Yeah. So the mayor of that town is black. And now he's taken over. I think the police force, they, the, the city manager, whoever was over the police force before had to resign yeah, or was let go yeah. or whatever. And so now this guy's running it. But to talk about a shitty thing to have to walk into, I feel like the first thing you should address is why do I have police on this force who don't even live here? Like, That's it's crazy, man. crazy to me, man. All right, man. Let's go a little bit, a little bit lighter on yeah. this one, man. Did you see the the New Orleans woman that got one point two million? I heard about the story, but I don't know all the details behind it. So From Charles Schwab. <laughs> oh, Charles Schwab. Let me let me let me throw out the account numbers right now. Right? Fuck, dude. So this lady in in New Orleans. There's a lot of there's a lot of shady shit that goes on in New Orleans, man. <laughs> I don't know about y'all over. There. I gotta go over there and visit. You ever been in New Orleans? I have not. Fucking amazing. Yeah. You oh, dude. Podcast from New Orleans. Let's go. <laughs> Food, drinking, vibe, everything about New Orleans is incredible. You got to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, go ahead. So this lady, man, um, she had an account with Charles Schwab, and she mistakenly got like $1.2 million put into her account, which I'm assuming she had some kind of alert set up because she immediately takes out some of the money, moves some of the money around. As she should have. Buys a, <laughs> buys a car. Buys a house, <laughs> and then now they're they're going like, hey, like it's a mistake. Give us our money back. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they've retrieved like seventy five percent of it, but the other twenty five percent they can't find. Yeah, she spent that shit she, right, and so, so she worked. <laughs> she worked for the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. By the way, they were so they were only supposed to give her eighty two dollars, and they fucked that up and gave her one point two. <laughs> but that you know shit what? never happens to right? me, bro. So, like, I've read this uh, article where there there are kids or people that are able to steal money from 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 people that have like accounts, you know, whether it's Charles Schwab or somewhere else. They can get access to their identity. Um, they can steal the accounts or steal the money out of the accounts, and then they buy Bitcoin. And then, so even if they get charged the you can't take their bitcoin so if you get charged for a crime and then you go to jail for x amount of years when you get out your bitcoin's still there which is interesting because like the premise of bitcoin dude is that there's a ledger that never goes away so one of the things you always about, can follow you can follow the trail and you know exactly who it belonged to right i, I guess because it's decentralized but no one but no one belongs to that's what I'm, belong to anybody. because it's decentralized i think because uh uh so decentralized i don't want to go too far down the, the money rabbit hole but like the federal government here right the the u.s currency is centralized here there's someone who controls the u.s currency how much goes in how much goes out how much is available in the community or whatever bitcoin doesn't have that bitcoin right. the the appeal to it one of 
of the is that there's multiple people, thousands of people all around the world who have these super mega computers. And so not one person is in charge of the coin. It's a a network, uh, if you will, of people who do that. And so I guess that's what would make it hard to seize Bitcoin, because where do you take it from? Who's right? And they're going to figure that out because the government doesn't like to get screwed. So the U.S., someone's going to there's all these governments who've already put regulations on Bitcoin. But in this case, right, so if you go, if she bought a car and she bought a house, is Charles Schwab able to seize those assets? Yeah, how does that work, man? So they basically said that that there is almost like small print when you sign up with Charles Schwab that says, hey, if we make a mistake, we're allowed to take that back. Give the money like back. You, like, you have to give it back. I'm going to tell you right now what I'm doing if this shit happens to me, bro. First <laughs> off, I'm not giving you shit back. <laughs> second of all people if this happens to you and and you're willing to flee take the money do what she did just go to a country that has that doesn't have uh uh um uh do you put it all in bitcoin though no or bitcoin right now is the to, move bro. but you put it in, in, in a in a country that that can't have you that that can't that that the u.s has no extradition laws to right so i don't know thailand or wherever the fuck you just take your money put an account there and bounce kosamui yeah Peace out. Go live in Kosamui. Go live in Busan. Go live in wherever. You go to a country that U.S. has no extradition. Good luck to Charles Schwab going after you. You got a million bucks. If you can't make that stretch a lifetime in Thailand or wherever the fuck, then yeah. that's on you. You're stupid. You're stupid. Go <laughs> go live it up on the beach for the rest of your life in a good way. Uh, if your family wants to see you, they can come visit. <laughs> and don't worry. Charles Schwab will be just fine. And Charles Schwab will make it. Yeah, they'll be fine. One, one point whatever million for Charles Schwab is like fucking a utility bill at one of their buildings probably it's so, it's, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I like to see the little guy win every once in a while like that. I was happy for her. I was like, good they, for you, So man. they arrested her, man, and she's on like 50K bond, which is like, okay, <laughs> she's like okay. I got it. Let me get to my yep. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so you get out of jail with like five grand, and then you yeah, take your cash and run. And you take your cash and run, bro. Again, you go to somewhere that has no extradition. I want to say Belize, maybe even. Uh, you go, I, I don't listen. Google it. There's plenty of countries out there with no extradition. You take your money and go. Obviously, if you don't commit a crime that doesn't hurt people, like I don't give. Like Charles Schwab isn't hurt by this, bro. One point two million dollars. Peace out, dude. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna be like, I'll give it back to you, but it's gonna cost you. I'm gonna need a fee. It's gonna cost you about one point one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you back 100K. <laughs> Dude, I, have you you seen, uh, speaking of crypto, man, you seen crypto's been going off the last... I have not. Oh. I try to stay away from stocks because I'm not really in the game. Oh, man, bro. Shit. Stocks about to retire. So I don't want to watch it. Crypto's about to retire your boy. This shit, I tell you, this shit's about to be called the 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 Bitcoin footprint here in a minute. <laughs> the Dogecoin footprint. <laughs> You're going to have to fire me and hire somebody else. <laughs> Holy shit, man! It's been going wild these last few days. But it's funny, man. Like I, so I know of, and I've been personally, uh, I guess, close to instances where someone has broken the law using yeah. uh, crypto. And uh, I guess initially the thought was that it was hard to track them. But when I went down the rabbit hole of crypto, because I've been like all in on this lately, is that crypto is the easiest thing to, to track. track. Because the the again the 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 attractiveness to it is that this ledger exists forever. It's right. like it's like finding the ledger to the mob, right? Where you know, like, hey, fucking Sean bought this with his Bitcoin and transferred to so and so on this exact date at this yeah. exact time. Like, it, that's all there. You just have to. I guess most people don't know where to look when you have a a a, a Bitcoin. But if you buy a Bitcoin, dude, you can see, and it gets 
part of that blockchain. Once that blockchain has been closed out, every coin in that, I guess, in that sequence has is accounted for, and the history behind trackable. it. Yeah, it's all trackable. Every every single uh, part of it, man. It's interesting to see what's happening with um, currency in general, man. The U.S. dollar, like the government, is is finding itself in a precarious situation because to pull off these stimulus packages and and these rescue America packages or whatever they're called, like they literally just had to print money. Right, so which which devalues the dollar, which I'm I'm seeing now in like real estate. So like real estate has now gone up, right? It doesn't mean that your house is worth more. The it dollar's just means worth less. the dollar's worth less. Yeah, and, and so then the because the dollar's worth less, and, and it also goes against where people who go like, I don't understand why you just can't help the homeless or help this or help that. Like you just print money, and they're like, ah, oh, we can't do that. And then suddenly, like they did that, and you go. How do you how do you close it's Pandora's for the machine, box, bro? Yeah, it is. But how do you close that Pandora's box again? Like you've now you've opened that box. I saw something bananas, man, and I want to look it up to verify. But it was something like seventy percent or something like that of the currency currently in circulation has been printed during the last year. Seventy. It's something fucking bananas, dude. I want to look it up. Like like uh uh currency in circulation. It's something crazy, dude. Like it. it I couldn't believe it, and it was like it's all been printed during the last thing with no, no, uh, no backing, no backing. There's, there's no gold, and there's always like, it. oh, it has to be worthwhile. It has to be whatever. Nope, it's just printed because yeah. we need it now. And so, and then what you're seeing too is like the the price of everything is like going up, and then the supply the the supplies to shit's going down, right? And supply and demand drives everything. So people got stimmies, they're buying TVs, they're buying whatever. They're the the supply goes down, the prices go up. Like yeah. it's just. So then you it almost has the counter effect of what a stimulus is supposed to do. It's just fascinating, man, to me, I think, to see this this whole how this the economics are gonna play out for uh, a post a post COVID world when now we've shown that like, yeah, we can just print money. And then now we've shown that uh, the stock market is absolutely not driven by performance because it is. It's, and I think most people knew that it was emotion, but I think now the common folk know like, oh shit, the stock market's completely like, why the fuck is it going up when we're all crashing? And then why did it crash when good shit's happening? And right. why did, you know, like, it's just, I, I don't know, man, it's going to be really curious to see, or do we all just forget and go back to our normal lives, like, post-COVID, I don't, you know? I don't know, man. We'll, just forget we'll, that the we'll government see, printed We'll see checks. when fucking post, when, when the real post-COVID comes, right? Like, once once they give out these vaccines and, and we reach herd, herd immunity. Dude, I had my appointment we'll this see. week. I can't get it no more, man. No? Or I got to switch. I had a Johnson & Johnson appointment Oh, uh, no, week, they're, giving, they're getting blood clots, bro. Johnson Johnson trying to kill me, bro. Although, it was only women who got the clot, and then... um. Dude, it's, only women. It, it seems like, like of them. it seems like Pfizer and Moderna is the the two the that way to go. That bro seem to be seem to what's be an at, acceptable at rate of failure to you. If you give out like five million, I don't know what it is. I'm just throwing out a number: five million vaccines and six of them fuck people up. I'm good on that. Yeah, so I like, I like my odds. Yeah, I like my chances, bro. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I just like that's that's significantly better than taking a drive today. Yep. Oh, <laughs> like yep. <laughs> like yeah. we pulled it off the shelves. Like oh, six people. It's like, well, how many got it? And it was fine. I got. I just. I don't know, man. But it never. You know, like it's and and that's part of what we talked about earlier with with how the media spins everything. It, they'll they'll say, oh, six people, um, you know, got this bad reaction from Johnson and Johnson instead of saying ninety nine point nine nine. You know, percent of folks who got Johnson and Johnson are just fine. Like to me, you go, oh, just go get COVID. 
we're just going to pull this off the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, it's just right because COVID is what ninety eight percent survival yeah. rate. Survival rate, and then that's if you like to, based on people who get it. So everybody, like, I, it's it's just so weird to me that like they pulled it, and I look, and I thought I was like, oh, this shit must be crazy, and it was like all oh, six confirmed yeah, cases not. out of like millions of doses, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know, man, it seems like collateral damage, bro. <laughs> And obviously, I'd feel different. I guess if it was someone if it's that I you, knew, right, obviously. right. If it's you, or if it's anybody that you, any loved ones, right. Yeah. But. So if your cousin or your mom or whoever like spare me, I get it. <laughs> but right. But at some point, you gotta you gotta go. There's gonna be there's gonna be casualties of war. Yeah. Or now I know. And then if I choose to go get it after knowing this is part right. of the thing, then cool, bro. This isn't like different than any other medicine where you watch the commercial and they give you the list of shit that could go wrong. And they still go get that shit. And you still go get it and you're like, nah, I got a headache. I'm gonna go ahead and take this Tylenol. You've yeah. read the side effects of Tylenol. There's a reason the little I booklet. I have not actually. Bro, the little booklet in it alone I'll try should not scare to. you, bro. It, the font is like 0.5 and then <laughs> <laughs> and the booklet opens up to like three feet wide. I go, eh, okay, this shit could kill me probably. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking hilarious. What we had on time? Oh, man. Man. Dude, we're at an hour and a half, bro. We, God, I talk too much talk today, too man. Much, man. I know, man. I was fired up about this cop shit. I can't, I can't, I can't take it, man. This shit is, this shit is wild, dude. Anyway, dude, I, so before we get out of here, man, I got this. This shit was, was uh, again, maybe it's me getting old, but this shit was a little heartbreaking, bro. There's a radio show that uh, every morning, like, I drop my kids off at school, and yeah. so uh, they can't listen to the shit that I listen to, so I just leave it on the radio. And it's like a very popular uh, uh, radio program here called Johnny's House. I have not heard. It's it. on 106.7. It's like the most oh, okay. popular radio show. This is uh, in Orlando, what's the guy's Central name? Florida. Uh, Johnny Magic. Yes, and yes, yes. Got, yeah, yeah. So I just play that every morning because you know they're usually pretty family friendly. What I'm talking, and I like the show. It's cool. So it's like one of the few like radio things I'll actually listen to and play. Right. So anyway, every morning that's what I play to drop my kids off. My daughter this week goes, um, "Wow, this must be like a super popular podcast." And I go, huh? She goes, yeah, like, you play it all the time. They get all these people calling in, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, this must be a very popular podcast. And I go, well, hon, it's not a podcast. She's like, well, what is it? I'm like, it's just a, a radio show. So they do, like, morning radio. So it's a radio show. And she's like, what's a radio show? <laughs> <laughs> what's a radio? And I was like, it's what we call podcasts before podcasts. So I guess you were right the first time. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. It's a podcast. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't stop at radio. What's a radio? What's a, no, she just goes radio show. What's a radio show? And I'm like, it's what they're doing. And I'm like, it's what we call podcast before. And then I went, fuck, it is a podcast. <laughs> it's like a four hour podcast. <laughs> And it's on from six to ten. I'm like, and it's live, and there's, you know, like seventy eight percent of it is commercials. But still, it's a puck. <laughs> oh fuck, dude, man. having kids is amazing, it, dude. You know what? Every once in a while, they humble you. When I think like I'm, I'm young still. I'm feeling whatever. I, you know, they they'll hit me with the occasional question, which is like, what's this and what's that? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be that guy who goes back in my day. <laughs> We had these cylinders we had to put in our radio players in the car so we can listen to our favorite song. (laughs) And they're going to be like, what's a song? (laughs) It's coming, bro. (laughs) 
All right, yo. Tell them where they can find us. All right, man. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, You you already know we're at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Make sure you follow us on there. We got a couple videos up on YouTube. We're trying to be good about dropping a a lot of videos on there a couple of weeks. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Follow us. Comment. Give us drink ideas. Shout shout out to you guys, man. Yo, and I got to give a shout out to the wife. She... Bought Juan and I oh, yeah. some glasses. I was that, hoping we get by without you bringing that up. That don't <laughs> that don't sweat. Juan don't have any glasses that don't sweat. So every day or every every week when we have drinks, I take a sip and there's like water that's dripping off from onto my clothes. I look like I peed myself when I leave here. <laughs> I so, I wet my hands in my clothes just to feel like that again. <laughs> so, baby, I, we appreciate you. We use the glasses today, so this is a a, a a tribute to you. Thank you for giving us the glasses. We appreciate it, and thank you everybody for listening. Um, we appreciate you guys. I think we're up to like seventeen thousand downloads, yeah. man, which is fucking amazing. So. Um, really, I don't know where it's coming from. I, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume so our family members just keep <laughs> keep it on loop. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, we appreciate the loopers. Yeah, we appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> All right, see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.